Yo, welcome to the My City Podcast. City podcast episode 32. You got your boy Big Sam, you got your boy Ire. Welcome, bro. What's good, people? What's good, people? And you got the beautiful Mariam in the house. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Cool. We could lift the mic, but you can like get, get as close as possible. Um, cool. So, um, thanks as always for tuning in to our last episode. Um, in episode 31, we spoke. <laughs> we spoke about. <laughs> we spoke, uh, <laughs> in episode 31, we spoke about. Blood donation, blood giving donation. blood. We spoke about why, as a black community, a lot of us don't give blood. Why we tend to, why there tends to be a stigma about giving blood and receiving blood. We spoke about how we can get rid of those stigmas and how we can increase the number of people that give blood in a cool. black community. Cool, cool. And obviously, cool. Um, we spoke about you know what kind of blood type you have and yeah, why it's yeah, important to know the type of blood <laughs> you have in your system. <laughs> oh yeah, Marion's got a biomed background as well, so you know if, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, if we don't. If I make a few mistakes, she can pet me as well. No, I don't think so. That's a long time ago. <laughs> so episode 32, we're not going on the, down the biomed route. So we're going to talk a bit about um, applications, mobile phone apps, um, you know, on your Samsung, on your iPhone, on your tablets, all of that. So, you know, there's been a rise in it. So we're going to talk about some of the causes of that, the drivers, what it means for budding entrepreneurs. Um, especially in our community and also we're going to talk about um, brand differentiation and you know focus on Oja Express which is Mariam's brand really Oja. Oja 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 Express is the other brand Oja HQ is what I said no you said Oja Express <laughs> See, and that's my part bad. of and that's exactly that's exactly why we're going to talk about about brand differentiation yeah so quick so if you want to go into it Mariam quick little intro who are you Mariam what do you do Let's go. Um, so I am, I guess I'm an entrepreneur now. Um, and it takes a lot for me to say that. Um, so my background is I went to UCL and I studied medicine for a year before ch- changing to biomedical sciences. Um, oh, right. I didn't want to be a doctor and it was just too long to finish off the medical degree. And um, then I went into investment bank. Well, I worked for a startup for a little bit. And then I went into investment banking doing mergers and acquisitions when I graduated. Um, I was there for a little bit of time and also realized that's not quite what I wanted to do. But I, throughout my whole journey, I think the thing that's been consistent is that I enjoy building, um, building things and building things that support our community, um, in particular people who look like me, mm. black women, black people, ethnic minorities. So that's sort of what I've left Rothschild, which was where I was before, to do. Um, so yeah, now I have a few businesses that I'm working on. Jeez. I have WCAN, which is my network, my social enterprise for black women, connecting black women to each other and um, the rest of the corporate world. Jeez. And then I have a publishing company that I've started with my best friend to publish um, books that are from diverse voices, particularly black women, um, approaching the publishing industry in a very innovative and different way. And lastly, I have my app, uh, well, my business, my marketplace, Oja. Yeah. yeah, my babes, my baby. <laughs> um, Oja, which is a marketplace for ethnic minority products. So any sort of product that's specific to a cultural group, like, I don't know, your plantain or maybe your ghee or something like that. If your you're quiche. Indian. Yeah. I say your quiche. Your, <laughs> you say your quiche. <laughs> quiche, yeah. Uh, quiche isn't... It's not really the road I'm going down. <laughs> but it's still, you know... It's like... No. It's, it's more suya and that, like, yeah. no? Raw, okay. Dodo, plantain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when you just you know when your mum sends you to go and get three for one pound plantain. It's a peck so of market. Yeah, just like. bring out your phone. You can just. So like plums it. or not? It yeah. can come. Hmm? Plums. You mean like tomato plums? I thought you meant plums as in for fruit. Like no, no, like yeah, yeah, of, yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're yeah, talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those ingredients. Yeah, are, yeah, the ingredients, <laughs> the products, exactly. Um, so that's the general, the general gist. Love that. Um, and yeah, I've built a couple of apps: um, iOS, Android, web um, is being yeah, mm. it's Flirting under construction. With, yeah. So. Cool. 
um, yeah, that's the that's the the story. Oh, so the app is up and running before the website. The, web, the website yeah. is even up and running. Yeah, that was a mm. choice I made, which is uh, it's a strange choice because personally and just generally, I think it makes more sense for you to start with a web app. Okay. Um, if you are building something in an efficient way, it makes more sense to start with a web app because it's easily you know editable. You can change features. You can upgrade yeah, things very quickly. Easy. A web mm. a website's not that it's not as expensive to build. Yeah. So it does make sense if you've got a business idea. You want to like put an app start out. With start with a web app. Yeah, but just for test me, it out as quick as possible. yeah, just test, test, test. Then put the um, mm. you can invest in building the um, iOS app the Android. To. But for me, because of my customer base, mm. which I think are heavily sort of mobile influenced um, in terms of especially Android. So I was going to go iOS and I did so much research and I was like, I have to do an Android app because yeah. Nigerian people like Android. <laughs> they Indian people it, like right? Android. Hawaii, Chinese people like Android. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, they're doing. They're poor to take like three SIM cards, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They love it. Guys. Three, yeah. four, five SIM cards, <laughs> all different Android phones. You, so yeah. I've, I felt as though for me to get enough insight into this particular market i had yeah. to start with um mobile apps and i think it's mad interesting that you're you know you mentioned nigerian aunties and the older generation as part of your target market and in the same sentence you mentioned apps and i think that's you know that's quite um it's, it's it ties into the um, topic that we're doing today because do you know what i mean you wouldn't historically think older person and then mobile phone application but I feel like that's just, you know, that's the way a lot of things are going. And Yeah. I mean, we see it just even with things like WhatsApp, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And my auntie was just sitting down next to me. She was, well, I was at my aunt's house. She was just scrolling yeah, through yeah. Facebook. I was thinking, what is this woman this doing? And, you know, you <laughs> that get those one messages. Finger, just be yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, companies, like, companies like Facebook and um, WhatsApp, well, same company now, obviously, yeah. have done so well to penetrate that kind of market. 100%. Yeah. Like, especially in third world oh. countries, they've done so well. Like, for example, when I was in Nigeria, we don't have data. There's this um, Facebook Lite version where you oh, don't yeah. need internet. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, yeah. You don't need you don't you don't need internet. So wow. and obviously because obviously in a lot of those countries there isn't still like that Wi-Fi or you, know, you get Wi-Fi in the house, but it's quite expensive for mm, them to have it. Mm, and a lot mm. of people walk around with those portable Wi-Fi things. Yeah. So because Facebook know that they've put out a Facebook Lite version which doesn't require any internet. Mm, mm. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that was a good point to make. So. You know, some certain apps have, um, you know, lighter versions of the app that you can use o- offline kind of thing. So I guess that's an advantage for an app over, a, you know, a web app or a website or whatever. What other kind of advantages have you guys seen that have driven the rise of mobile apps? Mm, I think we've, we've, I think I think one reason why people pick mobile apps yep. over websites is just the way everything's changing. Everything's changed, sorry, not changing because it's changed now. Okay. Um, a lot of people are with the smartphones all the time yeah. and I feel like with mobile with mobile apps there's a lot more flexibility to what you can do with the end user mm. um, I don't want to have to always mm. go on websites type in URLs log in do it that way I can just log into an app yeah. it's just a lot easier it's a more, it's a more portable version of a website mm. it's simpler to use yeah you know. I find that actually I struggle to even use the internet properly beyond Google in the sense that a lot of the things I've started using even like social media um, even things like Amazon, like sometimes I struggle to use Amazon properly on a laptop because oh, really? I'm so used to doing everything via my phone. And one time, like the Prime Now app wasn't working and I was just, <laughs> I had no idea what, how to do it uh, without it. Yeah, that's how a lot of people are when it comes to Instagram going down or Twitter yeah, going down. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Exactly. You know, a, a good sign of how valuable your app is is what people do when they can't access it. Mm. Or how the kind of state of frenzy they're in, you know that, so that true, you actually. know that's a that's a good test of how well your product has fit market. I don't want to get, get too technical into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I get but, you. you know, if your product disappears for like an hour, how do people respond to that? Mm. So, oh, so obviously, what happened in the case with Oja, for example, mm. where some people, where aunties can't access it. Yeah, to, and then they're like, their yeah, and that's what I do that. Like the other the, the other day, the Netaporte app was down, and I literally <laughs> was on Twitter, Instagram, like, what is wrong with this app? Because I need to get something, and I need it to come today, and yeah. I don't know what's going on. And I think that's really important because I, uh, it, I think it, it, it's about product market fit, like you said, and making sure that you're actually servicing your customers the way they want to be received. Do we think desktops will be completely phased out? I've got some stats here which show. Um, oh, yeah, for what's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've got some stats here. Like, so um, in 2007, there were 400,000 um, global mobile phone application users versus 1,100 desktop users. 
And then, you know, if you're looking at 2015, so it's a few years old, um, mobile phones have way overtaken it. So there's now like 1,900 global mobile phone application users compared to 1,600. So it's a much slower growth. Mm. So do you think that's going to, you know, eventually start? Because, you know, you're still seeing a small growth, but do you think that will eventually like go down and people um. will stop using um, desktops to get all their, you know, their odds and whatnot? Um, I think yeah I think it depends on the product okay. um, I think 100%. some things you do have mm. to use a, a desktop for and will continue to have to use them mm. um, and other things sit within that mobile app that makes um, desktops redundant um, I think it also depends on the market like you mentioned Nigeria third world countries where you don't really nothing is really done by laptop even like their banking like some people have mobile only banking um, systems mm. in terms of like even um being able to, I don't know, get loans or anything like that, or micro banking, like it's all done via mobile apps and that's like the USP because mm. it makes sense for that market. Mm. So I think it depends on the market and also the product, but I definitely see that trend continuing in that direction. Yeah. I think also, as Miriam said, it really, def- it really depends. I feel like there will always be a place for desktop because if you look at corporates and look at businesses, yeah. they prefer still using desktops. You look at, uh, you know, you look at what the software that dominates a lot of companies windows office um yes you have versions of them which are portable like email and thing and you know email for example or out or um spread spreadsheets or you know doc, word documents but at the end of the day there are there's always gonna be room for desktops you know there's a lot of jobs where you physically won't be able to be as efficient and as effective mm. if you are doing your full-time job on a mobile app as opposed to if you got a desktop out um funny enough it's kind of interesting we spoke about amazon prime one I only really recently started using the YouTube app before I used to prefer the YouTube URL on my, on my phone. Even on your phone? I used to prefer it on my phone. <laughs> but my one, when I go on to, you know, the YouTube URL, it automatically takes me to the app. Yeah. yeah, so, so, yeah. Not, yeah. so it's like you're forced to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't watch it. And <laughs> what phones do you guys have? iPhone. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, so so that's, yeah. that's With Android, I get freedom of choice. You get me uh, This okay. guy, I say we're a slave. So, yeah, but now, okay, now that I've gotten hooked to the app, I prefer it now. Okay. The app is, mu- I think that's another thing, YouTube's a great example, because I think it's, um, they personalise it better as well. I'm not sure if it's the same with desktop, because I never use it, but I know YouTube is so personal, you know what I mean? Like, you easily have the search function that pops up with what I've watched lately, you have related searches. Yeah, that's which- all Google things, you know, they're crooks in it, so they know everything. <laughs> So that's not cr- <laughs> um, stop, stop, uh, Shout out Google if you want to come on and that like wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm gonna um, start again. No, don't worry, that's, that's Google, fine. isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, obviously yeah. they know everything about you. But yeah. in general, there's a lot of cookies and a lot, there's a lot of data that goes in behind. So that's yeah. so. Are you, so is there no link between personalization and applications versus desktop or? There we go. I don't think so because I I don't think it's I don't know what the technical word is, but I imagine that there's like the servers aren't different. Mm. Yeah, they're not different. For, okay. for, for example, what you're seeing. Yeah. For example, if I if I go on my website yeah. and I type in Facebook.com and I go on the Facebook app, right? Mm. They're getting information from the same place yeah. most of the time. Mm. It's just pre- presented to you in a different, different way. way. Maybe maybe because it's all the database online. It's mobile right? optimized. Maybe personal. Yeah. Maybe engaging is is the better word because, like I said, like using these apps, using YouTube, Instagram. I've tried Instagram on desktop as well. It does feel yeah, a lot more engaging. On the desktop, it's not pants. It's pants on desktop. I feel like it's a lot more engaging on. Yeah, but there's also the nature, like things like Instagram. They're meant to be done on the go, like on the go. You're yeah. not meant to really sit on a desktop, on a desktop the, yeah, and say, yeah. "I'm going to look at Instagram." Like yeah. these sort of things are meant to really integrate into your life in the mm. way where you can't remove them because they're they're dependent on that. Like yeah. I've had to reduce, like I've had to put a limit on the amount of time I spend on Instagram and Twitter because they're made in a way that I can just always access them and I can just keep scrolling with that one finger that my auntie uses yeah, as well. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. And it happens that way. So, we'll talk, we'll yeah. All right, so before we get on to like, you know, from an entrepreneur's perspective, what this means for like competition and doing your own, like, you know, being different from the millions of apps, let's talk about the advantages for an entrepreneur. So for example, you know. So the advantages of um, offering a business. Through an app, yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier. So we can do both pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. For example, I feel like it's a lot. What what do you mean when you say giving an offering via app versus not via app? I feel like it's a lot easier to advertise. Um, to advertise, like you'll be on an app and then those pop-ups will come up that Mm -hmm. you've got to press an X on the side. Mm -hmm. But how different? How different is that though to? Being on Google in your website and seeing on AdWords, or going on Facebook and it be recommended. There's to there's some apps where it will actually block the whole screen and you do you know what I mean it actually well, doesn't allow you to 
No, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, find what, what do you mean ad blocker? Can you do ad blocker on the app? Isn't that on thingy, PC? I'm trying to tell what you're saying. No, no, there's some apps here that one random advert will come up and it's blocking your screen because you're trying oh, to see. Oh. Like if you're on Instagram stories and you're clicking through and then an ad comes up. Like yeah, 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 even, even I that. I think you're referring to them jammy ones where you're on, you're using an app. Let's say you're playing one game, you know them jammy games from and then this thing will come up and then you have to wait a whole two minutes. I <laughs> so I think what you're referring to, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, don't you? is when you're on an app, right? And you get them pop-ups that literally yeah. stop you from carrying on using you them. have to watch it like oh okay yeah the yeah. ones yeah. that you're using like for free yeah, yeah. yeah. But even, and but if even, you want to remove it then you can you get rid of that and, but yeah. you have to look at the game or whatever yeah. Yeah, right. I, and I even you, you mentioned um, the Instagram stories where the, that mm-hmm. is another way as well like you know um, that's I think Instagram stories one's a bit more seamless they've done it a bit no I'm not saying it's negative I'm saying you know the rise of these apps has made it easy for you to just advertise something like that because I'm going to watch my stories anyway and yeah, it's you know true. I mean? It's just gonna come up. Oh, I do think it's impacted morning. social media. Like, I do think it's impacted advertising, but I'm not necessarily sure if that reflects in the same way when it comes to your actual business model as an entrepreneur. Okay. So, like, if you want to advertise your business, that's one thing. Mm. But so, I'm not. Sh- I I'm under the impression that a lot of people jump straight into thinking they need an app okay. for something, and they, their business ideas are usually apps. Like, Ooh, I got an I've idea. had this Ooh, business that's app, that's business that's app that's idea. <laughs> What, what are you talking about? Like for me, what makes more sense is that there's this problem, I'm trying to solve it and yeah. tech is enabling me to solve mm. it and app is enabling me to solve it. So some people are forcing it. tech into their business it, when model. Sometimes when sometimes it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the process sometimes is, okay, here's this problem. Ethnic minority people can't get their, their food on time and the shops that supply them, um, you know, they don't have a good way of managing their inventory. Mm. So what kind of tech can I use? I can use, no, what kind of, solution can I get? A marketplace and some SaaS to help the shops okay. as well. Obviously, what was SaaS for those? Um, software as service. And, uh, <laughs> and a marketplace, so for yeah, like, it's just somewhere where you put <laughs> everything, I guess, yeah. in one place. Obviously, what we, what we like to do, we try to educate people. Okay, okay. The only thing I would say about that is, you know, um, part of, as much as you want to solve this problem, you want it to appeal to people. Yeah. And you do want that wow factor. So is it always a negative thing for your starting point to be, I want to I want to create something that's like sick, that's amazing, but I want it to involve tech so that it's like, wow, and it jumps off the shelf and it's like, because tech is the future. If, that, if, that, if, that, if, if, if that's your focus, yeah. I agree though. I'm saying, is it always a negative for that to be your I starting point? I think it's point? a negative place to start in mm. that, at the end of the day, you're not building an app, you're building a business. So yep. your business needs to be completely well-rounded and actually building the app part is not really the hard it's, part it's, yeah. at all. It's the strategy. You've seen some pants apps uh, it, Yeah, like, it's not, that's not the hard part. You can pay someone yeah, to yeah. quickly build something for you or build it yourself. You know you, know you said strategy. Yeah? It's very important because um, no company has ever failed. Well, okay, no serious company has ever failed because the product wasn't there. Yeah. They fail time and time and again because the strategy and marketing is pants mm. or the marketing isn't as effective. Or because no one wants their product. Yeah, 100%. Yeah? And a lot of people don't really, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, this is one benefit of choosing to go for a website first and all that, mm-hmm. is that if you spend a couple months building an app and you build it and then realize no one wants it, it's better to spend maybe two weeks building a website and mm. then you realize no one wants it mm. than build and spend money, spend all that time building a three month app and everyone goes, I don't want that. Yeah. And because when you start with a website, it allows you to really identify very quickly who needs it, if people need it, what they need, mm. and, you know, Sometimes it's not even a case of even having a functional web app. Like a lot of companies have started from building up a community, not with any product. So they've just, for example, um, Lana Ely, who's this uh, founder of this um, app called Flume, okay. which is a flower market, which is a flower marketplace. Um, flowers. Yeah, so you can get um, products from uh, local florists. And a lot of those people were like, oh, Interflora is the same. It's really not in that she's offering a SaaS offering as well to the florists so that it's very easy for them to put out very unique um, bunches of flower. And that business idea wasn't even a business idea. She made an Instagram page and she would like post (laughs) pictures of stems and flowers every day. And she built up a following of like 10,000 people from the florist community who were very interested. And from that, she understood the problem. Then she went on to say, okay, what's the solution and how can tech help me Mm. do this solution? Mm. Um, So I think it's a very, I I think it's it's not 
I mean, you can start with an app idea, but mm. I think really you want to be thinking from, you know, first principles so that you're making sure what you're doing always ties back into this is what I'm trying to solve. Because apps, you know, they're just a, they're in a, they they're enable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, right, that's yeah, what I think. So, I the, uh, the achievement shouldn't be about an app out there. Mm. The achievement is I've identified a problem <coughs> and I've helped I've identified a problem that a lot of people are going through mm. and this is my solution for it. Yeah. If it happens to be an app, whatever. Okay. If it doesn't happen to be an app, you know. Cool. And, All right. and apps change so much as well. I think if we think about some of the apps that we were using maybe five years ago and what they're like now, it's completely weird. different. <laughs> so I think you sometimes starting with an app, does, that's not... Because you have, if you have a solution in mind, then every single thing you're doing will feed back into that. Mm. which I've said already, but I just think it's very important that we think this way, especially as a community where we sometimes get a bit excited and we just kind of run away with things. So, so speaking of websites and mobile applications, is there a reason why you chose to go through to focus on the apps as opposed to the website? Um, I wouldn't say that I decided to focus on the apps. I just knew that I had to launch the apps with the web, if okay. that makes sense. Cool. For the reasons I said before in that, um, you know, we are, as ethnic minorities, we're quite mobile focused and we do a lot via our mobiles. Mm. And you think that, yeah, your your mom or even you yourself, you're not really sitting in front of a laptop a lot of the time. Like yeah. you will be trying to do things via your phone. Big so I phone. felt the best way to catch all the markets that I was thinking about catching, because Oja is not just for Nigerian people or black people, or African yeah. people. It's for every single specialist or ethnic um, product that you would want to find mm. and um, I felt as though the best way to kind of to kind of understand the, the scope of what I was doing was for me to use a mobile app so I could get as much reach as possible mm -hmm. no I hear that still and obviously when we talk about um, you know we spoke about apps and we spoke about the fact that there's absolutely loads there's millions of apps out there so you know the next focus will be like competition like how do you make yourself stand out? How do you differentiate yourself? Do you know what I mean? Does your brand of your app have to tie in with your overall brand of your whole business kind of thing? So, you know, if I can use the example of the florist app. You just mentioned two, and you said a big USP between one was that they have SaaS incorporated. But then if you're thinking about using SaaS as your marketing tool to say that I'm different to this, like the everyday Joe doesn't really know what SAS is. It's you mentioned SAS and I'm 100%. thinking you're flicking weave. Do you know I mean? I'm thinking different things. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, right, right. No, I think I, I agree with what you've said in the sense, but I think it's less that you're using SAS and more what the end product of using SAS is. Okay. Which means that, for example, for that product, um, people are able to really it's like they're in a florist because you've given them the software that you're able to build the perfect bunch of flowers from the end user is able to build a perfect bunch of flowers yeah. and the company has the software that enables them to do that and makes it as personal as it needs to be. Okay. Um, so I think it's not necessarily that the SaaS is the selling point. Mm. That would be a selling point to an investor. Right. But for the end user, it's that this is a very personal experience. You're not just going to go online and pick a bunch of flowers that somebody else has. Mm. You can really curate something mm. which is important to people who like flowers like myself. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you got any pros for um, going through a website route over a... Um We'll talk about the flowers offline. Have you, have you, got, have you, have you got any um, pros for using a website over a mobile app? I think generally, like you, like you guys mentioned, it depends on on what it is really. Like, there's some things that it's not really fit for purpose to try and incorporate into a mobile. Like, I've tried to use words, um, word on my phone before, and it's not really the same. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Try, try using Google Docs instead. Yeah, I've tried that because it don't really work in that. Phone. And Excel, so. that's hard. Excel's really the one that's I pants. Tried it's so all pants. Hard. <laughs> and I need it. Like I need to be able to. Yeah, do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I think it depends. Really, it depends on what it is. Mm. But yeah, let's go on to um, branding and differentiation strategies. So, you what, know, what is branding to you? Um, it's the <clears throat> it's the way you package your product. It's the way you present it to you know. It's the um, it's the logo. It's the visuals. It's the it's the advertising, it's, you know, it's the way you present it to people, in my opinion. Oh, wait, what's branding to you, Miriam? Um, I think it's everything that you've just said, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think there's a psychology behind it that's a little deeper than people realise. Okay. So what, that's what happens in the sense that when you see a lot of brands using similar colours and using similar um, structures or words, 
um, there's a reason behind it from a psychological point of view. So for example, colors, they invoke different emotions within people and psychologically have like different emotions. So that's is this why- proven you, in that, like, it is proven that? It is. Okay. And I think there's mm-hmm. quite a lot of research from even like 200 years ago, that's if I, I think remember. That's why, like if you look at a lot of social media platforms in the beginning, yeah. a lot of them had a blue background yeah. because blue is supposed to be a peaceful, fun community sharing kind of background exactly and you see like food like a lot of red orange yellow why is Um, is food red i think it invokes like um (laughs) (laughs) i I think it invokes like uh like it makes you want to eat like it makes you hungry or it makes you think about food okay um because it's kind of yeah i think it works the orange one it makes sense though yeah because it's orange, like, I feel like of, of, of oranges, isn't it? Tangerine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go so I thought you were going to say something completely <laughs> different just then. Like, you know, you look at seasoning, a lot of seasoning, you know, the um, picture of the um, yeah, packet, yeah, yeah, packages, yeah. you know, orange, yellowish. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. colour one's interesting, though. Yeah. So the colour is actually very important. That's why you see a lot of apps looking very similar that are doing similar things, or even brands. Mm. Like, a lot of food brands use red, for example, like, got coca-cola you've got like mcdonald's mcdonald's burger King, like they all use they're red, all red you know, <laughs> KFC. Like there's too. a reason mm. why they're all using it um and that's why you usually see a lot of apps grouped in the same way why did you go for orange with Roger? um so it was a similar it was a similar reason to be honest i i didn't want to go for red because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. reason i didn't want to go for red is because i was thinking about starting with the afro-caribbean market okay and I just feel like they don't respond well to the colour red. Red feels dangerous. Ma- yeah, away. my mum doesn't Bloods. like the colour red. She's just like, get that away from me, sort of thing. Why are you wearing that? I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on here. I'm not even joking. Like, that's what it's like. Um, yeah. So I was just like, let me stay away from red because I don't need people telling me that this is, you know, mm. not not um, what they want. Okay. Um, and then I also went for blue, but then I realized that blue is just very far away from food. I don't really food. F- I don't, you yeah. don't really see a lot of blue apps because, like you said, it's more sort of peaceful, yeah, more yeah. sort of yeah, community building, like yeah, calming yeah. you. But you want people um, to be fighting inside, when inside the kitchen. Eating, going, yeah. Really yeah, you want to be in a pun, you know, isn't it? This guy. Okay, not quite, but yeah. Right, um, I've got a question. So. So at this stage, you're you know you're weighing up colors, you're making up your mind. Mm. Were you aware of Audrey Express? No. Okay. So it's it's really wild. Okay, it's go so to. wild. Story um, time. <laughs> so I I the name Oja and then also the colors was just so far removed from my actual choices because I'm a very my my kind of branding style is very clean, very white, Chic, and yeah. but it's just, that's not for what I was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So I had to almost remove myself from the process, and I used a lot of the people around me who I thought might use the app to help me. Mm. So I remember one of my um, girls on my team, one of my good friends, Aviola. She was like to me, she gave me a list of names. <laughs> like the, these names were just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> Wait, these girls are they just your G's or did? Are they people um, that you hired yeah like so they work no they work with me on some other my, some of my other ventures okay but we're just friends because we've just been around each other for so long right okay so they started um, off as business partners but they're yeah friends. Right, sort cool, of cool, now cool, we're, cool. we're good friends cool, 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 cool. um and she she just sent me a name of all these names that were just <laughs> they were just really crazy yeah, like none of them made any sense <laughs> to be just... honest like tribe mart oh, mart this like food stamp i don't even know it was they didn't make any sense and then she put she put so first of all she said oja and i said just get out of here with that bring me another one she gave me a list of all these other rubbish ones and i just ignored it for a long time Mm. um and then i was sitting down with my mom and i was like i need some words for marketplace market market my mom was like okay well market means oja and i was just like "Mm, i still don't like it Mm. and then i went back to those names and i saw that she had written oja then i was thinking if two people have said this this sort of makes sense. And especially with apps and new businesses, you want a short name, Simple. really yeah. snappy. Yeah. Three letters are the like the best like app yeah, names you can get, which is why they're so expensive when you want to buy the um, domain name because everybody has bought it before knowing that you want to buy it. Oh, so really? even trying to get Oja.com was very difficult because it, someone has got it and some like, and all of the other Oja's.co.uk, everything, someone has got it mm-hmm. because they know that's something that people might want to use. Oh, wow. um, so that's how I came up with the name. The color was just literally, um, yeah, trying different colors, and I and everyone said orange over everything else. Mm. So you look I'm at like, Sainsbury's as orange, isn't it? Yeah. When, so when I first saw the orange, I thought Sainsbury's. I thought yeah, it makes sense. Even Jumia, like the yeah. Nigerian um, marketplace as well. Like, yeah, it's quite a popular color. Mm. 
Um, but it's really interesting thinking that you think you have something that's a very unique idea and it's you crazy. have a very unique process, but somebody across the world can be having the exact same process or have having had the same process. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know about Oja until pretty much all of that was done. My deck was done. I had been speaking to investors. Oh. Like I had, I didn't know they existed. It gets quite difficult sometimes to find, especially American companies, especially if they're not large companies. It's quite difficult. That's to what find I'm saying. Them. Did you do like a search? Did you do like yeah. due diligence? On so um, I don't know how much you guys know about sort of American, but they don't have like a company's house like oh, we do. Okay. What do they have? Um, they have like individual state websites which you go into the state website and then you could search for a company within that right. okay. um they have a trademark website which at the time when i looked at it they did there was no trademark with oja yeah um and but with us like i searched all the company's houses i mm. did a quick google of oja yeah. um just oja though <laughs> like and i think this was probably my mistake that yeah. i didn't go oja app i didn't go oja food i didn't do any of that i just mm. typed in oja and i saw so many ojas and i just felt like there's nothing else out here. So I just realized some people may not have been on Twitter or know what the story was. So yeah. do you mind giving us a quick brief? Yeah, like, sure, sure. Um, what, so, what happened? so I entered a competition with Connor Walker who founded House of CB mm. and um, I, I won the competition. It was 10,000 pounds for International Women's Day. And um, we had to submit a business plan and that was really it. So I submitted my short business plan to her, which is sort of my investment, my investor deck just, uh, you know, simplified a little bit. Mm. And then um, I won and I got the email, fantastic, I was happy. And then um, when she announced it on social media, give it a couple of days, and then people from Chicago, like select few people, I think who were friends and family of the other company were saying, this exa this exists already, she's stolen the idea, etc. And how did you first, so what was your first like interaction with that? Like, do, did you get a tweet? Did you get a notification and you're like, oh my God, like what was that like? like um, the initial realization that raw. Like, I was getting. I'm not being funny. I was getting threats for some of these people. So that I didn't actually know it was happening until somebody was like, "You've copied this idea, DMing me." I was like, "What the?" <laughs> so, that, so that was the first. That was the first. That time was when you, I first saw that. So that was that the first time you'd heard about um, Oja Express. No, that wasn't the first time. So I found out about Oja Express maybe two months beforehand. Right. Okay. And I did my due, due diligence, and I was just. I just looked at the. I looked at the You're company. You're like, why? <laughs> I looked at the company and it, I saw it was based in Chicago. Um, I also saw that they only had two stores on their app. Actually, I think I downloaded the app. The app didn't work. So I was just like, no, yeah, I don't know if this company is even functional. And even if it isn't, the jurisdiction, there's no there's no legal, uh, yeah. no legal Claim, standing. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. problem. Um, hence why they took the route that they took via social media. Because legally... They had no I think as a people, we need to be a bit careful because I think we value social media a lot as judge and jury when it's not, it's not. And really, if you have a case, if you have a problem, the first thing you're going to do is approach the company directly. And, I'm, and that's the biggest thing. I wasn't approached by anybody. Yeah, um, it, got, yeah. it was all social media driven. I've been through that as yeah. well. Yeah. So, and <laughs> I, I mean... So yeah, it's not yeah, it wasn't ideal. So that all came out. Yeah. I saw all of it and to be honest, my my way I approach things is I'm not gonna do it publicly. So if you, if there's a problem, then speak to me and you'll get a letter from my, my lawyers and we can sort it all out. Come but on. that's not what happened. It was very social media orientated and it was my birthday the day oh, before no. when this happened. No. So I like just come back from the spa and I oh, was having gosh. a great time, like yeah. amazing weekend. Mm. And I won this thing and I was like, wow, great. <laughs> and then it just all started to go to shit. Yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. not really oh, what I, I expected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't defend myself because I didn't feel like I needed to, if, if I'm honest with you at that point. If Connor had approached me and said to me, this has come about, what's, what, what is the ins and outs of it? Then I would have told her and I would have given her all the proof that I gave so my lawyer. So at this point, you're still thinking it's going to blow over. I, I thought it wasn't a big deal. But uh -huh. then uh, quite a large uh, influence, I don't really know what she does, but she's, she does something in the US. She has okay. about 200,000 followers. Okay. She is friends with the um, founder of the other company. Right, okay, so she okay. made it very public. Yeah, and she yeah. was like kicking up a fuss, like very know. much on her trademark this all over the, <laughs> it was just very dramatic. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's when it kicked up a notch. But then it still was quiet until Oja Express kept yeah, when it went quiet, every time it went quiet, they would bring it up again. Yeah, it was interesting because I remember I went on their Twitter and before the whole escapade, no. they had a tweet in like a year or two. 
about the business or anything like but that. But this was part of my due diligence as well. So yeah. I was looking at what they were doing and that's that's the sort of thing I got from yeah, it. They weren't active. Yeah. Not a very active company. Yeah. And either way, very much centered to Chicago, not even Illinois, Chicago. Wow. Wow. Um, and what, what do I have to worry about really? Yeah. Um, but I think that's really important that you don't have that sort of pride where you don't realize, which, like there wasn't anything I could have done apart from pay to rebrand, which if you have ever developed an app, Listen. to rebrand your whole app will yes. cost you a, a couple of thousand or even more. Yeah. And I just didn't think that was worth the investment for a company that I didn't really know. So, uh, so after, yeah. in terms of the aftermath, obviously um, Connor, unfortunately, yeah. took about the 10,000 pounds. Yeah. And do you want to talk to us about that? How, how that went about? How did you feel? Um, any yeah. advice you give to someone else when it comes to dealing with something like that? Um, so when it was with, when it was withdrawn, I just got, I hadn't heard nothing from them. Like I said, I hadn't spoken directly to anybody, um, apart from an announcement of the, um, award. And then I just got an email saying, we're withdrawing the award. We can't stand by it. Sorry. And then two minutes later, Connor did an Instagram post announcing, basically saying I was guilty. She said, um, you know, this has happened to me before. I know what it's like. And I I was just like, so you haven't spoken to me but you believe i've done this and you've corroborated what they've said based on not speaking to me at all mm. um and i was i was frustrated but at the same time it was more the reputational damage mm. because yeah. for me i pride myself that i've i build things that's what i do and i've built 100%. it's not the first thing i've built and i've never been accused of anything like that before and it doesn't make sense for me. i'm not stupid like even if i was to plagiarize you think i'm that dumb <laughs> that i'm gonna plagiarize something word for word Doesn't for word sense, yeah. based on my reputation and yeah. my background and i saw a lot of things on twitter like social media was this the hardest is, part for me being on twitter and seeing a lot of pe- people were like we don't even use the word groceries in the uk <laughs> and i was like give me another word for grocery and i'll use that word because that is the word like i don't get it yeah. and it's just it's very interesting how people just kind of go, run away with their own agendas on mm. things like this which mm. is fair enough it wasn't the money it was more the reputational just to damage. tackle a couple of those agendas so you know, some of the um, some of the things we were seeing were that you, you put the two brands together and they, they do look very similar. So mm. what would you say to someone like that? And also, as Iri said, if someone else had another idea, how w- what kind of advice would you give them just to kind of... Because obviously perception is everything, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it looks, true. It's it true. looks similar. Um, my issue, I guess, as well, was that when you, when you did put the two brands yeah. to each, each other they weren't even looking at my my logo. They were looking at an icon in mm. my Twitter. Mm. My logo doesn't look like their logo. My logo is not orange background and white text. It's the opposite. And people didn't, people, you know what I'm saying? When people have an agenda, they want to run with yeah, it. Of course. If I was giving advice to anybody else, maybe it could be, I wouldn't have gone so public with what I was doing. Um, you mean in terms of the, in terms of, the brand in terms of yeah because like, obviously you tweeted you just won 10 oh months. right you said you would have just kept that quiet she, she when i won the one it was put out to i don't know how many followers she has yeah, a lot of, yeah people. A lot of if i had just my dad had just given me 10k it, that would have been very quiet nobody <laughs> would have no one was going on mm. and then maybe i would be at a point where i'd raise 1 million 2 million from, of my seed ready to begin that's a very different story. So mm. I wouldn't have gone, if I could go back, I wouldn't have gone that public so fast for such a small amount of money mm. um, from a tech perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I like the fact you clarified that then. I would. I would also recommend that, yeah, you meant you should try and differentiate as much as possible from other brands that you see out there. At the same time, you can't compromise um, yeah, your creative you... process too much to the point where yeah, you don't recognise what you've created anymore. Mm. So, yeah, so yeah, you, you, you made a thanks for that because I know it must probably a traumatic experience at the time. Um, what I was gonna say, Marianne to, smiling, by the way. What I was gonna, what I was gonna say was, um, you're shameless, but I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing. Boy, as soon as she walked there, she was, my oh, boy. Um, I was gonna say something. Right, so you, you mentioned how high expensive it is to rebrand an app once you've built it. Talk to us about how much effort it goes into creating a brand. Because obviously a brand isn't just a colour or anything. It's also about how people feel mm. about your product. You, exactly. you think about Apple. That feeling, bro. It feels 
I look at my Mac. It's cool. <laughs> what about the Android then? Android sometimes feels feel <laughs> monthly. <laughs> feeling like. so, so with my Android, so for example, with an iPhone. It feels smooth. It feels mm. cool. Apple products, the Google products. It feels smart. It feels powerful. Mm. So when I look at that, when you can, if you compare an Android phone to a, a smartphone, Android phone for me is it's a bit stiff, man. Everything I can do with it, the capabilities, you know, forcing capabilities of mobile communication. Whereas Android, whereas iPhone is having this makes me feel cool. Having oh, okay. this makes me accepted by my peers. So talk to yeah. us about how it, like, what kind of effort and footprint has to go into defining a brand and setting it up. Branding is um, interesting in the sense that this isn't the first, like like I said, it's not the first time I've branded something. So I branded WCAN, branded um, uh, other companies. I've done mm. as well, like I do graphic design. So I've done it for people as a freelancer as well. Mm. Um, I think what's really important is your ethos and what it is that you say you're represented by. Mm -hmm. I think that drives your branding in enormously. And I think it's not just about colors, names, logo. It's really not about that at all. It's really about an experience and a feeling that you want mm -hmm. your customer to get from interacting with you. And to do that, you need to understand your customer. So for me, branding is almost like, I came up with the idea for Oja a very long time before all the branding stuff mm. happened. Mm. We spoke about it for time before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because for me, there was so much research I had to do into the market and the product and the business itself and the customers I'd be working with and what they would want to see and what they would like. Then I knew enough that I could say, this is where I'm going to start with branding. So I think it really ties into your whole strategy, your customers, your everything, if I'm honest with you. Mm. And then you go on to do your branding, personally. So, so what do you do? What do you do if you give out a product and you put all your thought process into the brand, but customers want to it a different way. So let's say you, you, went, you wanted your product you iterate. to- iterate. Yeah, so let's say you wanted your product to be cool and smooth, but yeah. they find it something else. Yeah. What do you do? Do you then adopt that brand saying that's what customers see it? Or do you try to Im impose your idea of the brand onto them? How does it work? I think there's a nuance to it, but I think you need to iterate and see, get results for every single feeling that you're having. Everything you're doing should be kind of data-driven. So 100%. if your customers are saying that they don't like your black mm. and white brand, which they would have done if I had made Oja the way that my heart feels, then um, yeah, you need, to you need to change it and try then, what your customers say. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then you think, why were my customers saying this? What was the logic behind it? Now let me go deeper and ad adjust and assess that yeah. and now see how I can translate it so that they still feel like they're getting what they want. But I know I'm using my expertise and branding and colors and so on and so forth to ensure that I'm fulfilling what needs to be fulfilled. I hear that. So like, to what extent do we, do we have to take, so obviously customers are one stakeholder. Mm. Maybe you have investors, for example, let's say, one big Google, for example. One big Google. <laughs> Google wanted to come and you know buy <laughs> buy um buy Oja or buy WCAN or buy something um uh, buy a yeah. brand. Um, let's not let's <laughs> not say small money. Let's not say ten bags. Let's say you know what I mean fifty hundred bags or whatever. Um, to what extent do we have to be stubborn and say this is my baby? This is how I envision it. I envision it to be a cool or like a a woman empowering like kind of feeling. And let's say the brand is offering you a lot of money to come and change completely the way it looks. To what extent do we have to be stubborn or adopt adaptable to like those kind of stakeholders? I think it depends what you're trying to get out of it. You know, a lot of people say, this is my baby, this is my baby, but a lot of founders, they don't found one company. They yeah. found many companies. True. And sometimes they found a company that will get Amazon to buy them for 50 million. I'll sell you, do whatever you want with it. But that 50 million now I'm gonna use that to build something that's mine, something that I want, or I'm gonna mm. invest in companies that is something that's mine or something Real that talk. I believe in. Real so talk. sometimes you need to look at the bigger picture. Take that, hold that order, let me go and make something else. Yeah, so thing, it's yeah. like, yeah, if you wanna, for example, you wanna buy, this is a solution. If you wanna buy Oja and completely reduce, remove the brand, stick it into Prime now under everything else, fine, do yeah. it. I'm gonna, as long as I, it just depends on what you're trying Real to get thing. out of it at the end. It's the same when people say, should I go straight to investors or should I bootstrap? It depends what you're trying to build and what you're trying to get out of it in what, the end. What, what's bootstrap? Uh, bootstrapping is when you sort of, you don't get any investment from outside in terms of selling some of your equity. You just kind of build the business as you get money. You're, you literally are just yeah. getting up there by yeah. your bootstraps. That's literally what it means. <laughs> yeah. um, which is what I did. Like even applying for a Connors thing, I applied for it because there was no strings attached. I'm yeah. not really trying to give away or, equity. Or just, or was it a 10K? Nothing Cash to lose. infusion. Nothing to lose. Oh, so no, 
off. So not taking any of my business, which is what I, which was what I'm interested in at this point. Mm. Uh, but I know for the kind of company I'm building, there's a lot of investment that's going to go into it. So I will need investment. Mm. Speaking of the aftermath, okay, cool. I know you mentioned before this is something you can't go into. In terms of what you can go into, will you be diff- will you be changing your brand? What's the next step for um, OJHT? Um, so I mean, we're not looking at rebranding entirely, but we're definitely looking at. Uh, distancing ourselves a little bit from the brand that um, accused us of plagiarizing from them simply because I don't want brand confusion either I don't want my people to look at my brand and say isn't that that company in the US with only two stores on their app I don't want people to say that what about alliances strategically combine the two no well you know it's something that was there it was there (laughs) something that was there on social media that you know a lot of people were saying they could have worked together and reason for us to work together there are so many companies that do exactly the same thing all over the world there's no reason for us all to collaborate and join pools and also the market's very different this sort of app works very well in london because london is very multicultural Mm. and um it's small the US is a bit of a different market. It takes you, everyone has a car. It takes you ages to get places in the US. Anyway. There aren't stores everywhere. There aren't communities in the same way as in London. So it's a little mm. difficult, but this works for the for London. So Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I'd think as well, it's yours. Like it's his, the people who founded it is theirs. You don't want, why yeah. do you need to collaborate with somebody who's had a similar idea to, I wouldn't. I'd just be like, why? Like for what? No, well, there's, there's, you know, there's instances where it makes sense because, you know, they have, a bit of a, a bit of a following in one area you have a bit of a following maybe not in this instance but you know maybe if there's yeah, similar maybe, ideas maybe like if it was maybe if we both existed like in london it could yeah. be an issue but uber's not saying let me collaborate with lyft mm. yeah. they do the same thing with the black cab or maybe they do i don't know but and then, I, I, what, and then what i was gonna say is just what what does have highlighted to me is that kind of and what i want to go into it after what does have highlighted to me is that Sometimes there's nothing new under the sun. There isn't. I might think of an idea today and it'll be com- it'll nice completely no external factors. Yeah. I might call Sam. I might it's be good like, shout, you know. Bro, yeah. babes, man's got this new idea about XYZ. Mm. I'm like, bro. could be completely <laughs> doing it somewhere else and the idea is exactly the same, but it's, I haven't copied it or anything. What advice do you give to like um, expiring founders who have their own idea and let's say they're in the process of Mm. building a product or in the process of building a strategy and it comes across to them that someone else is doing it already Mm. what do you tell them to do but they're very passionate about it i think it's very much it's not there's nothing wrong with doing something that someone else is doing Mm -hmm. um and i would just say that because you day to day like i know i'm going to use uber i'm Mm. going to use uber eats i'm going to use deliveroo i'm going to i use them all (laughs) i do not cook so wow I, well, I cook, but this is not coming for myself, out now okay cool cool, cool. Alone, you prefer to cook for your i guests, live alone so yeah, it's like guests, just yeah. want to order something just chill in that yeah um, i got you <laughs> so yeah but i use them all so competition is not necessarily a bad thing it's welcomed but i think what you want to try to do is distance yourself from um competitors as much as possible so it's all right to have an idea but you need to have a usp and yeah. it needs to be something special about what you're doing and different about how you're doing something exactly. and then you also need to just make sure you do your research as as deep as you can um and i think you know it's, it's hard but you should really just make sure you go as deep as you can in terms of research and don't yeah. forget anything because it will come back to probably bite you and I, I think even those small differences quickly before you you go into it just those small differences that you know a personal touch that comes from something that is unique to you or where you grew up or something like those little nuances will you know it will still yeah it, it, that can count as the innovation or the difference the or USP, creativity exactly. do you know what i mean so i agree i agree i think the aim should always be for me other than having a usp is to always try to be 10 times better i don't i think given though pardon? you would that's a given but some people just think that okay my brand is different to theirs or my color is different to theirs let me go with it or some people think for example um my app their app takes 10 minutes to order my app takes seven minutes to order and improvement doesn't necessarily mean it's improvement enough for customers to abandon that uh, competitor and go to yours mm-hmm. it has to be a significant improvement i was trying to hint at yeah no i agree and then speaking of that i uh, trying to move on before we run out of time like what kind of you know you you've obviously got a lot of experience consulting startups building your own startups, building your own mobile, mobile applications. And as a result of that, you probably developed a wide network of people that you can tap into. Like, what, what kind of, like, who are the key players in our community, you know, that <laughs> can help us bring more black people 
into the mobile app market? Um, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm a very like one-on-one sort of person. So I, I haven't really tapped into those communities as much as I should have done, mm-hmm. but more sort of individuals who I've seen doing things, I'll sit down and I'll talk to you for a few hours yeah. and, and get a lot of insight. That's more how I approach things. I probably should tap into those mm. communities, but I know they exist. I think there's like people of color in tech, there's YSYS London. Mm. Um, there's a lot of these, you know, there are a lot of these organizations that support communities who um, with black people who want to build tech or women who want to build tech yeah. so who or, or are in tech so i think it's you should try and utilize them as much as possible they're all over the internet they're all over social media i remember i used to bang out when i used to be on that startup stuff i used to bang out um google, google campus yeah yeah it's just going there's yeah. always a like and the, all of those organizations always hold events there they have yeah. partnerships with these organizations so if you know what's going on on google campus then and i think generally um you know the, within the app market but even beyond that Generally, black people look to sort of black role models and 100%. black people that are doing um, well in the industry that they want to tap into, which is not a bad thing. But something that's really key is to also tap into role models and successful people that are of different races as well. 100%. So, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's something that we really need to start drilling into ourselves more. When yeah. we're doing these um, spotlight events and all of that, we need, to, we need to really try and move towards, as well as having black successful people have other successful people as well because we can leverage what they've done well and, and you I, know what I mean adapt it into I our agree, community yeah. as well and I think there's a time and a place for a lot of things so for example with WCAN we'll have for some events we'll have like a panel all black people all mm. black women and that's it for our last event which was like a money orientated one we're yeah. going to have a white man on there a white woman and it's not about what color you are it's about giving information that is accurate and um regardless of of where you're from but you are qualified to give this information you are a wealth manager you are someone who's built something and everything you're giving is something that's useful for the audience so i think there are two types of events or spotlightings that you can do Uh, even for me some of the people i've reached out to actually majority of the people i've reached out to haven't been black they've been Mm. people who i've seen built something similar to me who have been introductions or and i said look i need to know how you approach this what I, I shouldn't do yeah. what more what i shouldn't do more than what i should do yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's the way i approach problems so i think it's important to make sure you widen your network as much as possible tell us briefly tell us briefly about wcan so how did that come about and what's what's it saying now what's the future and um so wcan i started when i was in university yeah. we've been around for about six years now mm. um, and it's a network for black women who are interested. black men guys we want to know I mean, as well. If you two want to do MCAN, yeah, you can do it. It's not just, you know. Well, what are you saying, like, anyway? Like plagiarism, you know what I'm saying? There's a can there. No, no, don't worry no, about that. Bad, <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad. We'll change the card off from what? Well, he said purple to red, isn't it? <laughs> bad guy, fam. Uh, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> MCAN, you know, you're a bad guy, fam. I'm you, looking out you. for it. I'll look out Listen, for it. I mean, um, we, we are looking to throw workshops in the future. 100, 100. No, yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's a really good idea. Um, yeah, so it's a network for black women in the corporate world. Uh, not even in the corporate world, just black women. It's okay. a network for black women. And yeah. what we do is we connect them with firms, but also to each other. So that it becomes a personal development element as well as a professional development element. And it's for all industries, all firms. And it's, yeah, it become, it's really large now. So we have about 4,500 members. And that's wow. because it's just for black women. You can find what you want there. If you're looking for something, you can probably find it. And if you if you haven't, then we're going to probably do it. So How did you get yourself out there like that to expand your membership that wide? Is it just social media, word of mouth, or like going yeah. into places? And- I think black women really support each other. And I think they're really yearning to be in the same room with other black women. Like Actually, li- yeah, I agree Literally, with that still, yeah. after events, like, some girls have come up to me and they're just like, like they're crying. <laughs> they're just like, thank you so much. And I'm just like, it's okay. I mean, I'm and then you just like, see the man on the side, like, well, go on, whatever. And the one or two times we've tried to involve men, like, men just do exactly oh, what, you just, days, what you just said. You they will just crying. be like, on the last day, oh, has their tickets? What? Is there, can you, what? It's sold out. <laughs> is there enough men? <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got um, you very And still. also, it will start from actually offering certain quality as well. <clears throat> yeah, and you I don't think get to that many people. I agree. I think and that's the starting point. I think it's that you know we have very good firms backing us, very yeah. good relationships with these firms, and then the girls that are in the the um, network are amazing as well. Mm. Very you know well educated, smart girls, mm. and you want to be around those firms, and you want to be around those girls. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
thing I really like what you said is that, you know, there's the focus on the corporate aspect, but there's also the focus on non-corporate. Because what I found a lot is that a lot of my friends that are not in the corporate space feel like there's a lot of these networks and opportunities for people that are working in the city or mm. working these jobs, but there's not really that as that the, the same amount for people in non-corporate roles. Yeah. That's why, like, do you know what I mean? Things like WCAN, things like even my city, a lot of people feel like they can relate to it and they get very useful intellectual information delivered in a way that they understand and they can relate to. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, do you know what I mean? We have got the push for people in corporates but we also do need to push to help people that are not really in those spaces as well 100 percent. and i want someone who's not corporate to feel comfortable mm. coming to a wcan event on personal finance or mm. on leadership skills or anything because you need those skills Facts. no matter what you're Facts. doing and you know for the creative side we're even we're always thinking about how to add to what we're already doing so we're not trying to people we start niche but everything has to start niche and yeah, we get talk. that question a lot yeah. why is there no men Listen. why is there nothing for creative <laughs> why we can't do everything under the sun but we're getting there like we'll see what we can do and we'll, so we'll hopefully get facts. there so for a woman trying to under, trying to um who doesn't know what they want to do or what they want to do who has a few ideas what kind of skills they have but doesn't really know what they're passionate about like do you do your vetting process like how how do they approach just go to you like where can they find you um, what's the process like for a woman who wants some tips or some motivation into what they want to do i think first interaction is usually always social media for us when they're trying to interact with us okay. um but for us we always hold events at different levels so we have events that are for people who don't know anything they don't want to know anything they don't yeah. they don't know anything <laughs> and they just want to come and be around black women and then usually they're like oh, wow i really liked what that person said i want to speak to that person they'll go speak to that person they'll say okay this is what i do then mm. after the event we always network with the firms that we work with like mm. we have about 15 firms that back us okay. so you can sit in a room with all these firms and talk to whoever you want um, and then you can come to the conclusion where it's like oh i think i want to pursue this and that's really actually how it goes mm. every september that is how it goes okay. we have a conference and people come they meet firms by the end of it they're like I applied, thank you so much because I got it and I wouldn't have known I, I wanted to do this if I didn't come to the first event. Mm. So that's how we work with university students. Wait, when is your next event? <clears throat> I, don't I don't know if that's know. a positive or negative sign. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think... You know, well, you know, what is it? Is it June? It's yeah, June. It's June is second. We're in June already. You know? The month of your birthday. Oh, uh, next event July. is You're poor. I, my birthday. I didn't even say it. We'll edit that out, my boy. When's your birthday? July, and this guy said the oh, month of your birthday. I didn't even say that, fam. Oh, you're, you're hearing stuff. I don't even know your birthday. Don't worry about that. Um, still the same. Yeah, July is our next event, which is for young professional women at our <clears throat> WW Collective, which is another section of WCAN for young professional women who have been working for at least two years. Cool, cool. <clears throat> that. Um, or do you want to quickly say something else? Yeah, so quickly before we end, so as an over, overarching on. Um, on the topic of mobile apps and the topic of branding, what are some of the hindrances that we've seen that prevent black people from, you know, tapping into the into the app market or um, or having problems with branding their their ideas? And do we have any sort of solution for those? I think it's um, a few things. I think it's lack of knowledge. So, and the best way for me to get knowledge is yeah, Google's your best friend, but also just speaking to people who have done things. I find it a lot quicker. Um, actually who've done mm. things that I want to do I just will strike up a chat with them and ask them every question under the sun then they become someone in my network who's always willing to help yeah. and they're always willing to tap into you know if you're that kind of person who can <laughs> who can charm in that way our charmers you know <laughs> if you're if you're not then um, there's a lot of you, you mentioned books. there's a lot of books you, you know we've all talked about books you yeah. know, we've all uh, created books and that it's like there's so much information out there now. There's no one that should really mm. not be able to get information. If, if, if you're shy, you're not a charmer. What you can do is the person that the person that you would want to speak to. They probably written some blogs around. Or I was probably just about some to books. say that. Yeah. So look at those blogs. Look at those books and get that knowledge. And then sometimes it doesn't hurt to maybe email them a follow up question. Hey, I found your blog. Found it interesting. Thank you for sharing that. What are you, what's your advice on X Y Z? In the past, when my startup was failing of pants, <laughs> I remember emailing one company <laughs> saying, "I loved your blog on um, yeah. generating product market fit on getting the first hundred customers. Yeah. Uh, my idea is X Y Z. We're at this stage. How can I improve it? And that kind of stuff builds relationships and helps mm. you." you know, skip a lot of the hurdles that they went through themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, like Marianne's mentioned it, Akil's mentioned it, if you fail, try again. Some of the most successful people have hundreds of apps, hundreds of different ventures or whatever. So just keep going and yeah. do you know what I mean? 
failure is like not a bad thing, mm. but also another thing I would say is that people always stress that getting a mentor, but I, I said this on Twitter the other day <laughs> that you don't really, like, you, you can get Bill Gates or like somebody amazing to be your mentor because there's so much, there's so much media out there nowadays where people have been on podcasts or people have been on, I don't know, um, radio shows or they've written articles or blogs. And it's very easy to get a lot of these gems from people nowadays who you look up to, even though you've never had a conversation with them. Mm. So I think it's really important to utilize that as well. Not just think, oh, I need to speak to someone in person. If you're not that yeah, kind of yeah. person, mm -hmm. you can find that information quite easily from um, the internet. 100, yeah. 100. Cool. Um, Mariam, beautiful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. What's Thanks your socials? Guys. Where can we find you? Where you um, the Art of Mariam on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Any plugs? Any upcoming events? Just follow WCAN. WCAN Network. Cool. No, WCAN Network. Um, and also Oja, Oja HQ. Come We're not on, changing the name. On, come so on, come so on, come on. Stay like that. Brand differentiation. Please follow us. Yeah, we'll be launching hopefully by the end of the year. Amen, amen, amen. Follow My City on My City Podcast on everything. Follow Sam underscore Luco. Follow your boy Iray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Iray.ae on Instagram. Um, I R A Y L I W A on Twitter. You know, I need to change it. You really do. But you know, it's because I've got a ghost account for um, when yeah, it's tanks again. And burner accounts, man. Listen. You know, you know, you know, when you start into. <laughs> to do what? You know, it's, you know when you, when you, um, on Twitter, I've got a ghost account in terms of what, if things hit the fan, starting to relocate to. You're yeah. absolutely shameless. <laughs> Maybe I need one. <laughs> 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 no, you know, you know, you know it, was, it, was, it was initially my professional one, innit? In a bit, man. <laughs>